Okay, so let's talk money. Time for the Financial Health and Wealth Show with financial advisor Cassandra Brazier of Avila Wealth. All she talks about is money, money, money. Financial topics relevant to your life heard every Sunday morning at 10 or available anytime as a My Talk podcast. That's great. I love podcasts. Let's start the show. Here's your host, Miss Shannon. All right, ladies, we got to talk finances. finances. Yes, thank you for joining us again for the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. I am Miss Shannon. That is Cassandra Brazier, and we are happy to be with you again. And um, one of the favorite things that we get to talk about is trying to help you on your road to financial and uh, health and wealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, reminding you can be part of the show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Just helping you start the year off. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that if you're listening to us from elsewhere out in the universe, uh, we hub out of uh, the Twin Cities here in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And the, the weather has been so uncommonly, unseasonably un-Minnesota. I think that it's very um, akin to a lot of the conversations that you and I have been having, Cassandra, about how different a lot of the things in our financial landscape have been for a lot of people where you're making the best decision possible mm-hmm. in waters that are very different but also very choppy for a variety of reasons mm-hmm. and so hopefully yeah. the information that you're helping provide is giving people a, a little bit of a you know helping smooth those waters out or at least telling mm-hmm. them well here's how you can put your oar in a little bit that'll help you navigate yeah when we know that it's really complicated Things are complicated, but it's, I mean, the the last couple shows, what we've talked about with just having a good financial foundation, those things, a lot of those principles, and if you're just starting out on this show, it's it's not, you don't need to have the precursor of the first two shows, but I would say it, it could be helpful to go back and listen to them just to get some tidbits on some things, some areas you might be able to work on. Um, because we really did, it, there is a benefit, I believe, to to going through the steps in a, in a chronological order um, because they're in an order for a reason. However, um, there's things you could be doing, you know, even if you come midway through and, and you say, that sounds like something I could do and it's doable and it makes sense. And so, but if you ever do have questions about what are some of the things I should or could be doing and you don't have time to go back and go through all the different podcasts and the previous shows, the last couple we've done, you can always just have a consultation and that really does we cover all the bases through that process. Right. And you can do that easily by going to the website avilawealth.com. That's A-V-I-L-A wealth.com or calling 651-600-0855. Just set up mm-hmm. that complimentary consultation. Get off, get it off your to-do list. Personally, uh, over my last week, <laughs> I actually set up my little, hey, we've been talking about, because I see yeah. Cassandra every week. I still have to remind myself, hey, I've been meaning to talk to you about this specific thing. Yep. Let me hurry up and get this off the plate. Yeah, and I know. Up, I saw you. Hey, yeah. I was like, that'll be good. Yeah. That'll be fun. We'll talk. We'll talk. Right. Because when we actually can yeah. focus on it, because right. like so many things that we're covering, it does help to do it in an order. But it's also sometimes it's just do it when you can. Sometimes there's something specific you have a question about right. and you want to talk about. Right. Yep. And so let's so, just get it, yep. get it done. Absolutely. Right. And it's it we've really tried to make it as easy as possible for people to book times and get in the calendar. And the other thing I'll say right now is Right now, and we're really trying to uh, systematize everything we can in, and I'm working with another um, financial advisor, Kimmy, my husband, Mike, right? We're, 
we are kind of the executive team for Avila Wealth and in, in putting different systems in place. So for right now, I'm able to take on and work with all the my talkers and the people that reach out to us at some point in time. I don't know when that'll be, but we, you know, we do continue to grow. There will come a time that I may not be able to do that. So, but for now, anyone who does want to talk and meet, you know, I love that. And I'm able to be that person to be able to take on, you know, clients and things right now. So. Right. So make sure you get in now, get in that, that, that foundational floor. Again, that's A-B-I-L-A wealth.com, avilawealth.com or 651-600-0855. So revisiting the last two episodes, we're back into the conversation about that financial foundation mm-hmm. as we start this year, because we are still, oh, this is the officially the last week of oh, the last Sunday, the last week. Yes. February will start mm-hmm. next weekend. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It's, it's going by so fast. Yes. So, um, but it's never too late. I always tell people that I, I've been talking to a lot of, uh, people in their sixties and it's still, and, and people who have, uh, are retired. It is not too late. It is never too late. There are right. things uh, there are things that people can do to help position themselves to be better off, even if you have a very short time until you retire or you are retired, um, right? There, there's still things you can do. There's so many things. So, you know, I think sometimes we, again, we we feel like, oh, I should have, could have, would have, right? We have that voice in the back of our head. Why haven't you done this sooner? You should, right? You could be so much further ahead or they're going to say, why didn't you, why didn't you do this sooner? Right? No, right. that's not at all. So hopefully if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know, we're not shaming and we don't shame anybody. Um, I like to look at where are you at and let's get excited about what you can accomplish right. between now and whenever you're looking to accomplish some goals um, and figure out ways to get there. And it, the exciting part is that most people I think are better off. Or that there's ways we can really try to to take advantage of the things you have done properly um, and help those to your advantage, right? right. To, to help you to get to those goals. And right. we build in so much flexibility. So let's, you know, you got a goal for two or three years out, but then in six months you decide, no, in in, in six more months I want to retire now. Okay, well, we can, we can work on that. We can figure that out. It's just having that communication. Well, and then the communication is also very important and imperative because it does actually have you set that goal. Because my goals have changed because when I first had my conversation with you, I couldn't even really set goals because I didn't even know where I was. So to be able to set a goal and go, well, I don't even know what questions to ask myself sometimes because you don't have that baseline of where you are. But then once you set that baseline, then you can go, oh, the next achievement is this. And then once I get to that milestone, or even once that milestone is within striking distance, you mm-hmm. can see it, then you can go, oh, well, maybe I blew past it, or yeah. I, I said it too conservatively. Right. And now I really could do something else. I was trying to make sure it was something that was very achievable. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can do a little bit farther, or life yeah. changes, and you can either move that goalpost closer, or you need to move it farther out, yeah. but you can do that when you have... Yeah a quality advisor where you can right. go, oh, this is what this number looks like. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's true because some people, when they first talk to me and I, I might say, when do you want to retire? They, some people I think are almost afraid to say, well, I pick a time frame because they think, I don't even know if I could, right? right. If that's even possible or mm-hmm. if it's in the ballpark of possibility. So I think sometimes even just having that reassurance where you can say, yeah, looking at your situation and all these different factors, 
this is possible. This age would be possible. Even this age could be possible. Mm-hmm. And then people start to get a little more excited and say, okay, so if I just tweak this or if I can do this, then then that's a real possible reality. And that's, right. that gets exciting for people. Agreed. Absolutely agree. So we've gone over a few things. As we said, if you go back through um, those last few episodes, a very easy way to find those. If you go to mytalk1071.com, use that keyword health and wealth. You can go ahead and find those previous episodes. So we've gotten through some of those additional foundations of like setting mm-hmm. up your emergency fund, paying down some debt, doing some yeah. of those things. Freeing so, up the cash flow. Freeing up your cash that flow. That is a conversation. I Honestly, it's a conversation I have with every single person. And we talked about it in our very first uh part of this part series, yes. the three part series, but it is, it, no, it doesn't really, it doesn't matter at all what you make. It really doesn't. Whether right. it's what, you know, 25,000 a year, 250,000 a year, 100,000 a year, a million a year. It really doesn't matter. It's just a matter of getting a, an idea and a handle on what's coming in every month. Right. And again, some people it's variable. I understand that. Um, and so it's just, but getting an idea you know, and looking at maybe a few months, if you have a variable income where certain things you get paid more certain months than others, right? But just trying to look at an average or looking, getting an idea, just getting an idea of what cash flow looks like coming in, right? where things are going and making decisions about everything. Everything mm-hmm. that is going out on a monthly basis should be a conscious yes decision. And if right. you can't confidently or happily say yes to that expense in your life, then See what you can do. Get rid of it then. Right. So maybe you go, I tighten it up during this part of the year because this is yep. going on. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So in the context of having financial goals and reaching those, um, you know, just make decisions on where everything's going. And right. then that just gives you the most to work with, whatever it is, even to have more fun in the meantime on the way to retirement. Right. And it also gives you more space for those those unexpected things that we've talked about before, because you also talk about not only emergency fund, but just talking about those different buckets of savings that we talked about as well in one of the uh, previous episodes about where do you have uh, those, those funds to be able to draw from for the different things that you want to be able to accomplish. Right. So foundationally, and I know we're going to go to a break here in a second, but foundationally it is, it is helpful to have money in multiple buckets. Right. And there's kind of three main categories. We talk about short-term money. That's mm-hmm. like your checking, savings, everything that's liquid could even be an online savings. Maybe it's even a money market account you have. So it's some, it's things that are easily accessible and, you right. know, within a few days or, you know, within a, a week or whatever it is, right? Within a short amount of time, you could access those funds. There's not penalties and so forth. And then you've got, it's easy to picture your long term money, anything retirement related, 401ks, IRAs, Roth IRAs, pension funds, 403Bs, for, you know, simple IRAs, so anything that has a penalty to pull it out before 59 and a half. Yes. Mostly, right? And then there's this middle bucket that a lot of people are missing. And that's something that we help also establish for people. If you have a time frame before retirement, if you're at the cusp of retirement, it's not as important because that middle bucket really is meant for everything between today and retirement right from a spending standpoint and what it does is when you have that middle bucket we we call it a midterm account and that's not a technical term you won't find that in google right yeah Yeah, we just call it a midterm account but that just really helps ensure the other two buckets we'll talk about why when Mm -hmm. we come back but that is a really important piece right we'll also encourage you to be part of the show you can call us at 651-641-1071 we'll be right back with my friend cassandra brazier from avila wealth here on the financial health and wealth show on my talk 1071 
Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. I am Ms. Shannon here with Cassandra Brazier from Avila Wealth, reminding you can set up that complimentary consultation. It's quite easy. Just go to avilawealth.com. That's A V I L A wealth.com. Also, want to remind you quickly that securities and advisory services offered through Harbor Investment Inc., member of FINRA SIPC. As we move on to this conversation, we were talking about uh, midterm accounts. We are. And you remind us all the time that you kind of coined that yourself. I'm surprised more people we, don't use it because I like terms well, that, it's, yeah. that say what they are. I can't and even say I came up with it, but it's one that I was taught. Yes. Right? And, and it again, makes but sense. it's not a, you can't like go to a brokerage firm and say, I want to open a midterm account. They're going to say, what, what the is heck that? are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So really what a mid, what, what we call a midterm account yes. is, is technically considered a non-qualified account, which in the technical sense just means it is not any kind of retirement account. It has no tax shelter. What the purpose and why you set it up this way is that it's, it's again, we talked about you have your short-term money, which is emergency, right? Accessible immediately. You have your long-term money, your retirement mm-hmm. stuff. And imagine this, right? Something happens where you, it's not an emergency, you just want to take this really spectacular trip. Yes. Once in a lifetime opportunity. They're running a special on it. You don't want to dip into your emergency fund. That's what we, that's what I try to teach people, right? Yes. Try not to, if it's not an emergency, try yeah. not to, right? Mm-hmm. So you say, oh, honey, why don't we just take a loan out of our retirement account, right? This, we don't want to pull from our emergency fund. And so you, those are really your only two options, right? Otherwise, the option is what? Put it on a credit card. Mm-hmm. So, if someone can take time to build up that middle bucket where it's accessible, but it's invested, so but not aggressively, it's more balanced, right? So it's invested where we want to pick up some interest over time. It, 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 the perf- in a perfect world, you fund it monthly, so your dollar cost averaging into it, where you can pick up some ups and downs a little bit in the market, where you average a better return, right? All those perfect things. But then what happens is after, let's say, a few years, you have it in there, you could have several thousand dollars in there. That's where you go. Okay. That's where you go for those. I really I would like this. to do this. It's not a, oh, crap, this happened, right? I got you the go opportunity to, to go to X. Yeah, Correct. Right. Or, mm-hmm. hey, I really would love to get a new TV or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Anything that would be uh, an additional spending out of the day-to-day living expenses, keeping the lights on, feeding people, right? Um, putting gas in the car, paying your 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 bills on time, right? All those things that are the necessities. This is an addition, and it's not retirement related, and it's not an emergency, and that's where that midterm bucket comes into play. And I I tell people this is like an insurance. It's like an insurance that you can keep your your retirement safe because you're not going to ever be tempted to touch it, and that you always will have your emergency fund when you need it. Hopefully, right? Right. Unless you have multiple emergencies in a row. And sometimes but, happens. And that but can you happen. You did your best. Right. Yeah. So, but it just helps to add an additional layer of insurance, in a sense, on those other buckets of money. And it gives you a place where you don't then have to go into debt either to do things that you want to do along the way to retirement. So sometimes those midterms account might be, you've talked about like online savings accounts that might give you a slightly um, higher yield or what kind of buckets are you talking That's about? necessarily. That's really, so it, it ends up being technically an individual account or it could be a joint account if it's someone's married, right? Where you set up the account, but there's no tax shelter on it. You mm-hmm. just set up the account. So that just means you can put as much in as you want. You can pull as much out as you want. Um, but I do typically recommend having it invested. So a step okay. further than an online savings. Yes. Now we could use some money market, especially if you think in a few years out or a couple years, you might want to use it for something specific. 
um, and you're saving for that, we might be a little more conservative. If there's not an uh, end goal yet, where we're just saving it for down the road a few years, then we may invest it into, like I said, something more balanced, middle of the road, because we don't want to see too much fluctuation because you you don't know when you may use it, if that's where you're at, unless you do, right? Right. Again, that's where we'll we'll customize it to whatever that time frame looks like. Um, But otherwise, it's there. And I've had... I've had people who are, you know, they come out of college, they start saving. We get those three buckets set up. I've had people use it for a down payment on houses. I've had people use it for an engagement ring or for weddings or for uh, their next new car or for vacations or whatever, you name it. But it's always something that's accessible at any point. You pay the taxes along the way. So it's it's an account where you would get a tax form at the end of every year on any growth. You pay the taxes, but then when you're ready to pull it out, then you don't have that penalty, right? There's no penalty and it's fully accessible. Um, so it's, it's, it's a nice piece to have if you've got time to retirement. Okay. So there you have it. That is a midterm account, which we all encourage you to hopefully we will manifest that for all of our my talkers <laughs> that they get to the point that they have those other two ancillary buckets yeah. on lock. So we get mm-hmm. to move on to this midterm, bucket. it's a good, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good piece of the puzzle. So um, and again, like I said, if you're so close to retirement, the biggest thing at that point usually is is just positioning everything for retirement purposes. Right. And the midterm is not an essential piece at that point because um, usually you're just you're focused on that end goal, retirement, the finish line, and positioning everything that way. So, but for those of us that have some room, yeah, yeah let's start working on it. Let's I like talk it. about mm-hmm. midterms, right. right? Absolutely. So the the step that we're really on right now when we talk about all the financial that financial foundation would be saving towards retirement. Yes. And that's really what we're going to dig into today. And then also, how do you pull money out in retirement? And then also that estate planning piece. Those are kind of the last three things we're going to touch on. So when it, you're talking about saving towards retirement, I think the most common place that people save today is a 401k. Yes. Um, now, not everybody has it through work. And some people are self-employed and they have one as well. But it's it's most people recognize it, I mm-hmm. guess is the point. Um, and so even though there's other different types of retirement accounts out there for, through work, we're going to focus on the 401k. It's the most broadly. That's when you say a bunch of letters plan. and words. We go, we know what that is. Yes. Or at least we've heard about it and it's part of our, our or regular Or you probably lexicon. know someone that has one, mm-hmm. right? So the 401ks, there's, there's, a, there's a number of variables with 401ks. And, and so it's not a, a one size fits all where you say just save X amount of dollars. So there's some things to look into when it comes to a 401k. One uh, one question is, okay, do you have a match? So there's many, many companies that offer a match, yes. right? But it's just a matter of finding out what it is. Because over the years, I see sometimes companies change the match. Sometimes the match goes away. Sometimes mm-hmm. a company that didn't have a match, now they do. So a lot can change. And, and on an annual basis, they could change the match. So, so most reading companies that don't. stuff that they send you, you should probably look at. Yeah, yeah. or mm-hmm. just, if and if you don't have that handy, it's, they're usually a phone call away, right? If you get a quarterly statement, you should have just gotten one from the end of the year, right? That 12-31-23 statement should have come in at this point. Or at least they sent you an email that says it's available. If you log in, you can go view it. Right. Um. So that would usually have a phone number somewhere where you could always call up and just say, hey, what's, what's the match on this plan? Mm-hmm. What's the current match? Um, and some companies, what they say is we may offer a match, but we're, we don't, we're not going to decide yet. Okay. So there's so many different variables with that. Now, the, the thing is, if you do have a match, you know what it is, it is recommended, if you're able to, to at least put in up to that match. Right. And, the, and I think the, the reasons are obvious, right? You would double your money right off the bat. And so it's just, it's, it's just an additional help to get more money 
into your retirement bucket for retirement. And I think we've heard that for years. Like mm-hmm. before I even really understood how a 401k worked, that was one of the things they told me to go, if nothing else, yes. try and get up to the match. Try and get up to the match. So if that's all you do, that good I mean, you. good. Mm-hmm. At least you're saving and you're getting your match toward retirement. Now, there's a number of other things you could find out about your plan to really try and maximize it or use it to its fullest benefits. So many more companies now, and you've heard us talk about this over and over, is do they have a Roth option? Right. And that's a nice thing to try and explore and see if they do. Now, because I know that Roth options are complex in nature just in general, can we wait until we get to the other side of the break to kind of just, one, just discuss the definition of those and Mm -hmm. then how they are now getting woven into 401k plans. And so, in the meantime, also want to remind you that you can be part of today's episode. You can call us at 651-641-1071. If you want to be part of the show, I do want to remind you also, it's always a great time. If you're just sitting there right now going, you know what? I have a very particular question that would be uh, a benefit to me. Go to the website, avilawealth.com, A-V-I-L-A, wealth.com. Set up that complimentary consultation. You're listening to the Financial Health and Wealth Show with my friend Cassandra Brazier here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071, also available as a podcast. If you go to MyTalk1071.com, just use that keyword wealth and you can find this episode and previous episodes. I'm Shannon here with Cassandra Brazier from Avila Wealth, just giving you that financial foundation as we roll into the beginning of 2024. Mm-hmm. All right, we are going to start off, you know, at one of the, the, the viral things that's going around, especially on TikTok, is uh, it's a it's it's gone. It's a, a usually a woman sitting there crying about how this first six months of the year has been so tough. And oh, I just the last six months, I need the rest of the year to go better. And then somebody reminds her it's still January. Mm. So we are hopefully helping people not oh, feel boy. like this month <laughs> and up. this year. Look up. <laughs> it's still January. Year, exactly. Yep. It's like hopefully you are not feeling like things have been so cumbersome during the first part of 2024 that you feel like you need to go out there and be part of that viral trend. You know, Cassandra's going to help you out with some information. So uh, we got through midterm accounts and now we got into the point where you're talking about 401ks. We're talking about, Uh, yep, and Mm -hmm. saving. Yes. Saving on the road to retirement. Right. Right. And that could be a few years out. That could be many years out. It's it's wherever you're at in that journey, but you're not retired yet. That's what, that's the place we're talking about. Uh, And so, so we, we, we talked a little bit about what do you start to look at in your 401k to see what some of the different options are to really take full advantage of that uh, in your financial piece, right? That, how does that fit into that puzzle? Right. So do you have a Roth option? What is a Roth 401k? How do you find out if you have an option? Right. So first of all, what is it? If you can envision three buckets, um, one on the left, one in the middle, one on the right, there's three main tax buckets. Yes. And the one on the left would be considered taxable. Okay. And that's where that midterm account falls mm-hmm. um, or or an emergency fund savings because any growth that is accumulated in that bucket on an annual basis, you pay taxes on it. Right. Every year. Every okay. year, right? So it's constantly you're paying taxes on it. Also, it's fully liquid. That's the benefit to it. So there's always pros and cons, right? So that's that's why those do sit in that bucket because you always want to have access to them at any point. The, the middle bucket, if you can envision it, we call the tax-deferred bucket. Yes. And that just means you've never paid taxes on that money, so you got to deduct it in the year you invested it. You put it in. So if you're investing into your 401k, into that traditional bucket, that's considered tax-deferred. Right. If you made 100000 simple math, and you put 10000 in, then you'd have 90000 right, as your 
kind of income and then all the other deductions your tax person helps you with, right? We're right. not tax specialists, blah, blah, blah. So, but it comes off your, your income that year. In, in the right-hand side is the tax advantage bucket. That's where you do pay the taxes on it. So same scenario, if you had 100000 you put 10000 into your Roth 401k bucket. But you'd you do still be taxed yes. at 100 in that simple scenario, right? Of course, you'll have other deductions. But you'd still be taxed on that money as if it were income that year. But then when you go to pull it out in retirement, you don't have taxes on it versus the tax-deferred bucket. Right, you go to the word deferred. You're going to pay them eventually, and right. that eventually is when you pull it out. Right, whether that's after fifty nine and a half, which both the Roth bucket and the tax deferred bucket, you know, both those buckets have kind of that fifty nine and a half threshold. Do not have a penalty that applied. they don't want you to pull it out. Now, in the Roth, there's a caveat. You can typically pull the the basis. So, what you've invested into the Roth bucket, typically you do have access to without penalties. I don't like to encourage people to use it as such, right? Because if you can save it for retirement, it's that much more beneficial. But um, if you need it along the way, right, there is that you do have access to the basis in a Roth, not the growth. Right. So you would be penalized on taking the growth out. Now, again, there's all these, but if, okay, so yeah, if it's a first-time home buyer, right? So there's certain, if you're disabled, so if there are certain scenarios, yes, you may have access to more. But okay. let's just keep it simple for everyone. It's really, we they're meant to be, to take it out. They're, they're meant to be for retirement. And so um, in, in that Roth bucket, it can be a really nice piece that I would say in general, now some people have done a great job funding those over the years, um, but in general, that's a piece that more often than not is one that people could lean into a little more. Now, of course, it's always going to depend on your situation, whether how much or how little you do of that. Um, so there, there's just no one size fits all. But what I will say is that there's those three general tax buckets and if you have envisioned being retired or maybe you are retired, it can be nice just to have some options Correct. in general. Do you want to pull it out of something right now that has no taxes? Do you want to pull it out of something where you will be taxed? And that's why we talk about when I sit down with people, what the Roth can be really great for, how to use the tax deferred bucket for different things. And so it can be nice to have just some diversification in your taxes to have options. Because we can... You know, we can't flash forward to see what the taxes would be. Right. So this way you can go, well, we know what the situation is now. We don't know what the situation is later. So you can at least have a more fully formed discussion. You're saying when you right. have those options. We don't. Right. Okay. We don't know what taxes will be. Yes. So to just to to bet on both sides. Right. On the tax deferred side, you're betting that your taxes will be lower in the future. So pay them later. Right. But we don't know that. Correct. We really don't. And And, and if you look at kind of all arrows in our in our situation economically right now it seemed like they might not be able to do that correct if we're going to be able to get out of the debt that we have in you know as a country so who knows i don't know maybe someone's going to come up with this amazing solution and they'll be able to but i I don't know so if you hedge your bets on the roth that is assuming taxes may be the same or higher in the future um or the other the flip side of it is maybe you're just in a similar tax bracket right Mm mm-hmm um, and the reality of it is, too, is that you likely will need more income in the future. So even if you're in one tax bracket today, there's a chance you could be in a higher tax bracket, even with having the same standard of living. Right. So there's all these variables, right? And that's why I just think, I and I encourage people, try to diversify where the money's going from a tax bucket standpoint, if possible, if it makes sense to you. If right. it makes sense to you. I always encourage people also. You make the decision what makes sense for you, because ultimately it is your money. It is your 
life, right? So for for good or for bad, right? We make the decisions and then we live with those decisions. But hopefully you can get education that you feel confident in the decisions you're making. And they're not making it based upon only emotion or based upon whatever um, uh, informational resources are provided to you. Mm -hmm. That's great. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's really all we can do is go based upon the landscape that we currently have. Mm Mm-hmm. Here are some options Mm -hmm. and options. I mean, I'm just, you know, I that's part of my gratitude practice all the time that praise God. I am in the position where I get I have options right? because I've been in positions before where I had no options. So now that I'm in the position where I get to have to sit down and go, I'm going to do this because of X. Right. That's a that's a great feeling yeah. to be in. It's a great feeling to be in. So I know. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. That kudos to everyone who has worked hard to get to a place exactly. like that where you have where you can feel like you know what I am not in a in a stressed position and I can make some decisions in the calm and peace of my own mind. Yes. And just move forward confidently. Then right. right. So I think that's that's phenomenal. That's, yes. That is great. Um, so the Roth the Roth four hundred one k if you have that bucket. This is usually the conversation I have with people. Number one, do you have it? Number mm-hmm. two, are you contributing to it? If you're not and you want to know if you have it, usually if you know how to go online to look where your contributions are, if you've ever increased your contributions, right? Most people know where to go to do that. And if you don't, we can always help you. Yes. Um, but if you go online and you look at the contributions portion, if the Roth option is available in your bucket, then usually that will be another line item. It will either say Roth 401k or it might say after tax um, bucket, or that might have a different term, but it it would be a different place where you could put a percentage or dollar amount it for your ongoing contributions. In. No, you have to differentiate because again, they need to know whether it's being taxed or not taxed when it goes in. So that that's where you would find that. Now, how much do you put in there? So if you're someone who's been fully maxing out your 401k, it would be a huge shift I'm not saying don't do it, but it would be a huge shift to just fully fund a Roth this year. You would have a big tax change. Just know that. So I always encourage people, talk to your tax person before you make a significant change. And see where it bumps you. Would you be, would you be, you know, would it really drastically impact you if you did a few percentages to the Roth this year? It probably not. Again, still you could check with your tax person. Um, But I encourage people do as much as you're comfortable doing into the Roth bucket, especially if you've never done any in there. Um, and you could always then either talk to your tax person or see how it shakes out this year. Um, maybe have a cushion set aside if you really jump in hard. Right. right. And you're like, well, okay. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then you may owe something if you've, if you've broken even, right. Or just barely gotten a refund, you may owe something, then. Right. but just be aware of that, that you will, there will be a less of a, of a refund um, or you may end up paying it just depending on how all your taxes lie. Like I said, tech, talk to your tax person. So, um, so that's one thing. Do you have a Roth option? Another thing on the 401k is what are the investment options? What do they even offer? Right. Because then it's looking at what's the most appropriate place just to simplify it for people. If, if nothing else, they, most of them nowadays have uh, target date funds where it has a year, right? 2025, 20, 2030, 2030, 2030, 2040, right? It, right. It, so if nothing else, that would be an easy place to try and just say, mm, let's try and get somewhere around when I want to retire. It's not a perfect science or strategy. There still could be losses. In fact, if you can envision um, the 2010 timeframe, people who put their money into the 2010 target date strategies, in 2007, 2008, when things dipped things dramatically, totally yeah, sunk, fell, apart. Mm-hmm. fell off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Those people lost a lot. So yes. it's not, that's why I still recommend there could be other additional options. Like I, anyone I talk to that's in their 60s, most of the time you can move 
your plan. You can move what's in your plan and still keep it open and still contribute to it. That just opens up your options. It's like you have an open canvas then. Mm -hmm. And how do you want to start planning for retirement and make sure things are positioned? Now, again, there's pros and cons to all of it. So it's good to talk through those things. But if you can start doing some planning, even a few years before retirement or even a year or even six months before retirement, there can be some additional benefits to doing that, too, and just knowing everything is all set for when you pull the trigger. Right. Well, when we get back for our final segment, what are we going to wrap up with for today's episode? So there's a few more things on 401ks that you could double check on. Um, and then we are there's going to be a part four, Ellie. Here we go. There's going to be a part four. We <laughs> just this has been such a deep dive. We're getting the foundation set for everyone. Absolutely. We're also encouraging you to be part of the show. If you'd like to get your voice into the room, you can call us at 651-641-1071. Be right back with the Financial Health and Wealth Show with my friend Cassandra Brazier from Avila Wealth here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. As I said, also available as a podcast. I do want to let you know that Cassandra and I sound wonderful in your earbuds. Ooh. Yes, we do. We sound wonderful. While you're doing laundry. Yes, absolutely. While you're, you're cleaning up the house. Taking a walk in this beautiful, un-normal, foggy, <laughs> gloomy. Anyway. Yeah, foggy today. Take us along. I like that they got to use new weather words today. This morning they said freezing fog. I was like, oh, Oh. that sounds apocalyptic. (laughs) I don't like freezing fog. Normal (laughs) fog I deal with because I watched a lot of Star Wars and that's where Yoda hung out. was on a planet that had a lot of fog. (laughs) So I'm cool with that. Freezing fog, I'm not so big of a fan with. But Hmm. if your life has any sort of financial fog in it, hopefully my friend Cassandra is helping you out. Yes, absolutely. We'll do what we can. So we got through, uh, we're talking about options within. Yeah, how do you you really maximize your 401k? That's Mm kind of where we're at. Because that is one of the biggest buckets typically that people have money in on the on the road to retirement right that they're saving in it's one of the easiest places comes right out of your paycheck you don't see it all that kind of stuff um and so what are some other questions to ask um do you do you did you move an old 401k into your current plan okay if you did just know that you always are able to back that out whether you work there i mean whether you even if you're still working there you can always back that portion out um, and possibly diversify it. So again, that's something we could talk about. What are the pros and cons to that? But it allows right. you then to have other options with that particular bucket of money. Because right. with most plans, uh, you, you if you're under 59 and a half, they may or may not allow you to move the whole balance. But if you've moved money into the plan from another plan, that is always able to be backed out. Because sometimes you're like, well, I just want to go. I'm, I started this new job. Let me just roll it to get it done before yep. I forget about it. Don't know what to it. do right. with it. Easiest thing. I'm just going to move it into the new plan. And you can definitely do that. And maybe you just want to keep it in there. And that's fine. But if you're someone that says, I want to know what else I could be doing and diversifying because a 401k plan you know, it has a lot of benefits to it. Also some limitations where it will only have a certain set of funds that you can invest into. Right. So now some plans, again, this is another thing to check. Does it have a self-directed brokerage account option? Yes. If it does, that's also another way that you, it's a window basically where if you allocate whatever amount of your dollars into that, Now, you may or may not want to do this on your own unless you're pretty savvy with investments. But if you're pretty savvy and you wanted to, then that option inside the plan would give you the ability to then put it into way more options out there. Right. But that's where you take on that role or you work with an advisor. And that's where we come in where we can. There's so many things we can do with it if you have a self-directed brokerage account option. 
in in a, as opposed to what we said before we went to the break, we were saying it's a time thing where it's like it's going right. to be that'd be a okay. target date strategy. Okay. Again, pros and cons to that. It definitely has some movement to it. But we use the example of like 2010 for people that were about to retire in 2010 and they were in the 2010 target date fund. And then 2007 and eight hit. They still saw significant losses. So if that's where if. If you're like most people where the bulk of your investments might be in your 401k and maybe you've done a really good job saving and now you're almost at the end of the road and you're about to retire, you you may or may not want to have everything sitting there, right? right? You may want to at least diversify something or at least have some additional measures in place that could help with preservation or help with just minimizing the losses as you get to that home stretch. Right. So those are just some things to look at. Now, um, Another thing is just do they allow for in-service rollovers? That's the option that would allow you to move a portion or all of your money while you're still working there, um, either before or after 59 and a half. But that's most of the time after 59 and a half, a lot of plans will allow you at that point to move your funds because they know that you're in the home stretch towards retirement and that doing some additional planning can be beneficial. Right. Um, so, so that gives you more latitude. It does. Okay. Right. So there's that 59 and a half mark. So, for 24, 2024, I almost said 2014. <laughs> For Don't 2024, I know. Exactly, yeah. Um, the limit to 401ks, if you're 49 and under, would be 23,000. Mm-hmm. If you're 50 or over, you have an additional 7,500. That's what they call that catch up contribution. So then you can put that 23,000 plus that 7,500. So you're at 30,500, right? So it, there's a good amount of saving that could be done. And that's where, again, if you're in your highest income earning years, Right now, if you're close to retirement, that's usually the case um, where you may be able to stash a good amount away and again, make up some headway, even if you didn't save as much as you wanted to along the way, um, you could still get to some really great, comfortable retirement goals. Right. So that's one thing we like to just share with people. Now, you may have a different type of retirement plan. You may have a simple IRA. You may have a SEP IRA. You may have a 403B type of account or para, right? If you're working for certain, either like the city of Minneapolis or St. Paul, or if you're a teacher or if you're a public service worker. And some of those mechanisms are fairly similar to your 401k. They may, yes. They're just specific they to your different industry, nuances, right? Okay. right? So. That's where, too, if you go through a consultation, we can talk specifics about your plan and how that will fit into the picture for retirement for you. If you have a pension, um, fewer and fewer people do, but they're still out there. Right. I mean, there's a number of people I talked to this past week alone that I think three three different people had pension plans. So there's still options and things you can do with pension plans. Um, so we look at all those options and piecing that all together. Um, then the other pieces, then Roth IRAs and IRAs Mm -hmm. are those things to look at. And we also, you may say, well, I make too much. I can't contribute to them. Right. Of course, we've talked about this too. Yes, Yes, you still probably can right now, but that may change. So there are ways to do backdoor Roth or you can do non-deductible IRA contributions. There's just a number of options still that may apply to you that you still may be able to take advantage of and if we're you not have talking more money about, to save. And we're not talking about shady things that somebody's no. going to come back and We're talking about these are the actual right. ways that you get this done. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do yeah. this all the time with people. And exactly. it still is something that they allow. And they've talked about closing it, quote, loophole, right? They've talked mm-hmm. about not allowing it in the future, but they still do allow it right now. So if it's something that... Um, you thought you couldn't contribute to Roth directly. And this is, again, this is separate from your 401k. So it's a separate amount. If you're fully funding your 401k, this is still something that you could be doing as well. 
Um, so things, all these different things and options we can talk about. And in IRAs and Roth IRAs this year, um, for people under 50, 49 and under, you can put 7,000 in. So that increased again this year. It's increased for the last couple of years now. Um, but if you're 50 or over, you can put 8,000 in. Again, that's the highest it's been. These came out in 1998. Right. Uh, and so, gosh, you know, and some people I've seen out there have really taken advantage of them almost every year along the way or every year and have great, healthy Roth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, pat yourself on the back if that's something that you've focused on. And if you haven't, it's okay, but it's not too late. Let's talk about it. If you have earned income, you can contribute still to those types of accounts. Um, and then if you also have IRA funds out there or 401k funds, there are ways to convert portions that those are also strategies we talk about with people. Right. It's hard to get into so many details at once. And we exactly. always talk to the tax people, but this, we are going to continue on then next week with that foundational piece, because we haven't even been able to touch on what do you do once you get to retirement and what does that look like? And how do you start taking an income and how do right. you look at and make sure that everything's in place for passing it on, whatever you've accumulated and, and, and still have. And also probably have that discussion so that you can maximize it so that you do have something to pass right. on. And I think that that's part of the discussion too. When I'm talking to my friends where I'm going, not only am I trying to figure out how to make sure that I'm providing for myself and my son simultaneously, but to try and make sure that there is enough that I don't outlive it so mm-hmm. that I can figure out, well, how can I make sure that his quality of life is best? And that's a, a, a complicated conversation that I it think is. that a lot of our, our my talkers are probably also thinking yeah. and, and having as, as well. So I have a question. So as we are, uh, you know, as we move into here. no, 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 this is about just the strategies about, uh, okay. you know, Avila Wealth and as we move into 2024. So as far as like um, the educational opportunities we have, so do you going to have some webinars and some other things that are going to be coming up? We are, right? Mm-hmm. So, so there were a number of changes that happened mm-hmm. uh, this year and now. And again, remember the new website, avilawealth.com. Um, and our phone number is 651-600-0855. But yes, to answer your question, there will be. We're booking those right now. Wonderful. We don't have them in the calendar yet, mm-hmm. but that uh, that absolutely will be um, talked about. We'll, we'll address it. We'll let everybody know when we have those booked um, and the topics and so forth. So those are all in the conversations and the works right now. Right, because I know how much people really appreciate being able to do that from the comfort of their own homes. And sometimes it's also one of those conversations that you might be having in your circle, either mm-hmm. in your friend group or in your family group, and you're going, oh, now I have this opportunity to talk about this with, you know, how do I talk about finances with my kids? How do I talk about it with the other, you know, with my other girlfriends? Because mm-hmm. we've all been having these conversations and being able to provide right. all this information and, and, and knowing that this is an additional resource where you're going, you know, I don't have yeah. to, you know, feel like I'm the, in air quotes, weird one because <laughs> I want to talk about you know, right. finances and educating myself. And I do find it interesting. Right. And a good first step is if you want to be in the loop and everything, even if you're not ready to do a consultation yet, go mm-hmm. to our website, avilawealth.com, A-V-I-L-A, wealth.com mm-hmm. and find our newsletter. Go to the sign up for our newsletter. Um, because a few times a year, we are going to have just a really fun newsletter go out with great content, also some fun tidbits, um, but it'll just be really, really beneficial. Lots of great information, and you'll know all the stuff going on at Alvella Wealth. And we also encourage you to get this episode and previous episodes by going to our website, mytalk1071.com. Use that keyword, wealth. Security and advisory services offered through Harbor Investments, Inc., member SIPC. This material is for educational purposes only and is not intended to be financial advice. Please consult a professional on your situation. Content paid for by Avila Wealth.